Welcome to the city, Mastermind City. Hi, I'm Faye Chapel, And I'm Stacey Maynard. Join us for a vibrant, inspiring, and uplifting master talk as we focus on how you can make a lasting impact on a global scale. Because the truth is, we're here because we want you to win. So are you ready to surround yourself with success because you're in the right place? Welcome to the city. Yesterday, I was having a conversation with somebody about public speaking and how that can be literally debilitating. And it is, I think it's on literally the top fear that people have in regards to just fears in general, public speaking. I'm not sure exactly what they think is going to happen. Maybe that they think the stage is literally going to swallow them up whole. I know I felt like that. And that's where I could completely relate to this person I was talking to because they were, it was something that they really wanted to get over. And I remember when I started speaking, probably, I think it was about four or five years ago. And I received a note from somebody I knew in high school and they went, Oh my goodness, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, I can't believe you're on stages. I can't believe you're public speaking. I can't believe you're on video, Like you would never have done that in high school. And she was absolutely right. And that's why I could relate so much with the girl I was talking to yesterday, because I remember being there. I, a lot of people don't know this, but I was literally like literally the shyest person on the planet. When I was little, like, you know, six, seven, eight years old, I remember not even wanting to talk to anybody unless my parents were like right there. I was like holding my dad's hand or I was hiding behind my mom, literally terrified, ridiculously shy. And then I decided, or I don't know if I decided, but I made a decision probably around the age of 16 that I just didn't want to have that fear anymore. I was very shy. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Just lots of stuff going on, like kind of that change, right? You're kind of developing to who you want to be. And I decided that I needed to step outside my comfort zone with people that didn't really know who I was, but I wanted to do something bold. I wanted to do something brave and really get out there. And this is another thing. So funny that Faye's not on here because I don't think she even knows this. So don't tell her. She'll have to watch this later. But I actually, when I was 16, went for a beauty pageant. So it was the Miss Bedford. I don't even know what year it was at that point. Uh, 1980s. I'm going to age myself. So I'm not going to say what, how, <laughs> what it was, but I went to that. And the reason I did it wasn't because I wanted to win. I didn't want to, you know, be that person. What I wanted was the training that came along with it. And I wanted to experience something I had never experienced before. So I went forward with it. I was accepted, which was great. And I learned so much. The challenge is that I was really sick. So I ended up getting very sick during this pageant. So unfortunately, it was a week long uh, competition. And I had to miss two or three of the events throughout the week. So I wasn't, I was no longer, I didn't, I no longer qualified to win. uh, But I was able to participate in as much as possible. But what I got out of that was I got training Um, in front of things, push myself outside my comfort zone. I think that was one of my big ahas was the fact that I just, I was doing something that I just never, ever thought I would do. I got training, which was fantastic. And I had to put together the talent, right? Like if anyone knows anything about pageants, right? You have to go through multiple steps. Um, We had to do community service. We had to do different events. There was a swimsuit one, but I didn't participate in that because again, I was so sick. And, but I did participate in, did I participate in the, in the, anyway, I had to create, I don't even remember, it was so long ago, but I had to create a dance routine. 
And I got someone to help me. And I think that was the place where I was really confident. Like I was really confident in this dance routine. I couldn't continue to practice and practice. So we actually only got through, I think like half of it, but because I had known and because I had learned so much, I was able to ad lib the rest of it. So I actually went through and did the the sort of the first part. And then I just kind of ad lib the rest. And it was actually really good. Like I was actually really proud of myself because number one, never thought I would have been able to do that. Uh, number two, I did it, which was great. And number three, I didn't die while I did it. So I really pushed myself outside my comfort zone. But the cool experience was the fact that when that final night came, they allowed me to participate. They, we all knew that there was no chance um, that I could win. There was no chance because I hadn't participated in multiple of the um, events throughout the week. But they allowed me to participate in that final night, which I thought was really great of them. And they were really supportive. And I went, wow, like, this is such a great experience. And I went out and did my whole, you know, walkway thing or whatever. And uh, it was just such a great experience to push myself outside my comfort zone. And guess what happened? Nothing. The world didn't come to an end. Uh, the stage did not swallow me up whole. I did not all of a sudden, you know, spontaneously combust because I had actually pushed myself outside my comfort zone. And that is was sort of the catalyst uh, to going forward to realizing that I needed to find more and more opportunities and to make myself uncomfortable. So I remember, I think when it was a few years later, and I was in second year university, I decided to, you know, go for being a leader, being one of, they called it a frosh leader. So um, the first years that were coming in and they needed help and we had to create this whole week long event for them that we were being part of. And part of it was being on stage in front of, you know, thousands of people. And I literally was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. Really hoping that the stage would swallow me up whole. Um, the stage did not swallow me up whole. And I did that as well. And I really pushed my, and from there, it really started to, I started to get more comfortable. Now, many, many years later into my, um, well into my adulthood and becoming a business owner, you have to do different speaking engagements. So I became very nervous again, because I hadn't done it in a really long time. But I'm so glad that I did that. I was so glad that I pushed myself um, to do something different with people that I didn't really know, but to gain the experience. And I guess that's, all about being brave, right? We need to be brave to be able to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone, do things that are uncomfortable so that you can have the experience and realize that it's not the end of the world. I think the biggest, again, that biggest fear of public speaking is, I don't, again, I don't know whether they think something's physically going to happen to them, but that whole worry of what other people think is so powerful. So I just want to encourage you this morning to be brave, um, keep, keep going and try something new and push yourself outside the comfort zone. That's such a, you know, we talk about, you know, being inside the box and not doing things that are, you know, kind of too far out of our wheelhouse because I want to main, I want to be comfortable. I want to be cozy. I don't want to do too many things. I don't want to be scared, but you know what? Being scared is a good thing. That whole feel, fear the, feel the, I'm <laughs> getting tongue tied, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, I live by that. And, and I think that's just so important, especially when it comes to putting yourself out there, because I think we end up in a world or in a situation, especially when we, if we're entrepreneurs and we want to put ourselves out there, we're like, 
well, maybe we'll just, you know, downplay ourselves a little bit. Because another conversation I had yesterday, which relates to all of this, was a guy that I was talking to that was like, nah, you know, just they weren't really, not that I didn't want to brag, because I don't believe in bragging and tooting our own horns and all that kind of stuff. But we need to tell people of our accomplishments, right? So I was talking to him about LinkedIn and his profile and I was going through and I'm like, so you're like this, this, and this, because he started telling me about all the things that he had done and uh, some things that would be on his resume, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm looking at his profile going, you have unbelievably downplayed all of the stuff that you just said. Like he just, you know, he's this VP, he was in operations, um, you know, ran different departments, all of that kind of stuff. He's very versatile, which was really cool. And he's like, meh. He called himself, I, I don't even know what he called himself, but it was like really downplaying um, what he did. And I'm like, why are you not telling people? And immediately he said, because it feels like bragging. So I think that's part of the challenge is that we need to ensure that we're not bragging. We're not bragging when we tell people about our accomplishments. We're not bragging when we tell people what we've done, right? That's just being factual. When it's bragging when it's like, hey, look at me, I'm awesome, you know, but we're not doing that when we're telling people. So I encourage you to, again, be brave, tell people what you do, tell people what's going on and step outside your comfort zone to be able to maybe try something different. I guess the moral of the story is that you're never too young to push yourself outside the comfort zone and you're never too old to push yourself outside the comfort zone, right? Like I could never have imagined back, you know, back in those days that I would do uh, what I'm doing. And then when it came to speaking in front of a really large group of people uh, in regards to business stuff, well, that just became extremely nerve wracking for my first time, but the more you do it. And I think the biggest misnomer uh, out there is that practice makes perfect. So I know my mom and I have had many conversations um, about this. And one thing that, you know, we'll say practice makes perfect, practice makes perfect. Well, actually, no, practice makes permanent. So we want to make sure that we practice what we do, but we practice it properly, which is why training is so helpful learning uh, skills for yourself or your business, uh, business related, uh, just just different types of training so that you know what you're doing. You don't want to be doing the same thing over and over again, assuming that it's correct when you know that there's a better way to do it and there's a more correct way of doing it. So we want to practice, but we want to make sure that we practice the right thing so that when we grow and we continue to do, we do it in the right way. And there's so much, I, I think what's really interesting is you have like sort of business groups and you have um, people focused and groups focused on personal development. Well, the two really do come together. And that's, it's really important because you want to personally grow and push yourself again, push yourself outside your comfort zone, become brave, do what makes you feel uncomfortable. And then also relate that and bring that into your business so that your business can grow and grow beyond even what you thought it could be. So again, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone from a personal perspective can really have a positive impact on your business as well, because in your business, you need to be able to sometimes pick up the pace, uh, pick up the pieces, I should say, or do something that's a little bit different. Or when your business partner doesn't show up and you need to go live, you have to be able to click that go live button, whether she's here or not. And you need to be able to do those things. So I think without the personal development growth, I don't think I probably would have been able to do this on my own. So I had the personal growth, which then 
brings into uh, the business growth as well. So that's one of the reasons why I love the community that we're building. Number one is pushing people outside their comfort zones. We have things that are business related. We have things that are um, personal interest related. And we also have things that are personal development related. So we kind of cover those three gamuts. And that was really important to me because again, you know, pushing yourself to do things that you've never done before, but also not having to go somewhere else. It's like, okay, well, I want to do my personal development stuff over here. So I'll go, you know, to this side. And then I want my business stuff and I want to go on this side. But we wanted a place where people could come together and again, push themselves, learn, grow, both personally and professionally. So I guess I would like to push that and ask you guys uh, to put in the comments, uh, no matter where you're listening, I would love to know what kind of pushed you. So again, when I think back, uh, so again, I was having that conversation with the girl yesterday about the fear of public speaking. And I started to think back going, yeah, like I remember being there and I had to actually, unfortunately, because you know, when you get older, your brain doesn't exactly work as fast as it used to. I had to think, okay, where was that first catalyst for me being able to push myself outside my comfort zone? What was that first thing that I did that I remember that kind of, you know, catapulted things. And it was, it was when I entered uh, to be a contestant in that pageant. And like I said, I remember it. I went in it with specific goals. I went in it very intentionally to learn, to grow, uh, to, to just, yeah, develop, I guess, personally uh, from that point. So my question to you is what, um, what is pushing you outside your comfort zone? And one of the things is when you're, partner in crime shows up right now. <laughs> hey guys, sorry. Did I interrupt you on a very exciting part point of your You message? did. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. So I, so I told a story and I literally said that I'm not sure if you know about it. So I said, Shh, don't tell her because you're going to have to listen oh. later. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Do you want to finish your story? Well, you know what? I was literally just finishing. I was talking about pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Uh, one of the things that I was hoping you could speak to. So two things. Number one, um, the, one of the things I was talking to a girl about yesterday was the fear of public speaking and ah. how that is literally one of the biggest fears. And then I was saying sort of how to push yourself outside your comfort zone. So my question to everybody, and I want to know the answer from you as well, is what was that kind of first thing that you remember doing. Mine was when I was 16. I'm not going to tell the whole story again. Um, and that kind of, you know, realized that if I tried something new and I did something and it pushed myself outside my comfort zone, when I got up on a stage, that the stage did not swallow me whole. I actually did survive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's where sort of we end up with fears, I think, based on experiences. So what is one of your first memories that kind of pushed yourself outside? Or were you always like that? Because I wasn't. I no, I I mean I've told this story before about speaking. I was very painfully shy. Never spoke at school. My my parents actually were called in because they thought I was being abused because I never <laughs> spoke. And um, I just never spoke because I didn't find anything that I wanted to speak about. It wasn't interesting to me to put my hand up and ask a question because that's just what it was. So. Um, in terms of speaking, finally getting out there and speaking on a platform and, and on stage and everything else, 
it really came down to it was a requirement of my job of what I did. So what I can say is when um, it's it's when you don't have a choice, it's much easier to make a decision. Right? <laughs> so true. So if you so think about it that way, when you don't have a choice, um, then think of think just pretend you don't have a choice. So if you're like, I don't, I, you know, I'm afraid to get up in front of a group and talk. Um, just pretend that you have no choice as part of your job, and if you don't, you're not going to get paid. And that will motivate you. Um, I know it sounds really silly because, you know, I know people will go into the whole, well, what's holding you back and this and that. What's the worst thing that can happen, which I say all the time to people. But at the end of the day, the easiest way you can do something is tell yourself you don't have a choice. <laughs> and then you'll do it, right? Like that, it's that simple. It's that simple. So, you know, if you were, if you were um, afraid of heights, and you're in a burning building and the only way to do it is jump down to get out is to jump down into one of those things the firemen you know have that you can jump like, like a mini like almost like a trampoline <laughs> but it's not would you do it of course you would because you don't have a choice so i'm not telling you to that extent but i mean it's just that it's not that big a deal it's only yourself holding you back and when you can take yourself out of the equation and then it's not in your hands and you just say, well, I have no choice. Um, it makes life a lot easier. All right. The four words of wisdom. I have no choice. Yeah, that is four. Yeah. Well, yeah. the song that I played before you hopped on was Brave, oh, okay. um, which was one that because, again, that whole fear and, and putting yourself out there and, again, doing something when you have no choice. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, there's lots of different I mean, I could tell multiple stories you know, of things that I did before I sort of stepped onto what I consider the business stage, right? I was on the right. personal side. And when I stepped, you know, sort of made that transition to then do more speaking from a business perspective, that all of that personal development, all of those things that I did, the times when I had no choice really does help you gain that confidence that again, the world's not going to come to an end no, no. because you have spoken in front of a group of people. Yeah, The yeah. stage is not going to swallow you up. And you know what might happen? People are going to be motivated, inspired, and they might just start clapping because yeah. they're really happy with what you just said. So the more you do it, the more you can do it because you get that um, you get that confidence from it. And just so you understand, nobody's going to boo you no matter what you do. Unless you're a comedian, <laughs> but they ask for it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's not it's like. So the reason that I am late today is because I don't know if you told everyone I was on a summit. I was on a virtual summit. I was a, one of the speakers and it was supposed to be an hour and it went over because everyone was getting really excited and, and they were asking a lot of questions. And so it went over time. So I had a choice to make. I could like click the button and go and leave, which would not have been cool for the organizer. Right. <laughs> and I knew Stacy was fully capable of jumping on and doing it on her own. So she had no fear about that. And that's the difference, right? That's what makes the difference whether, you know, like she could have stayed, stayed and waited for me and been late, but she was like, nah, I'll just jump on. Yeah, and that's okay. I'm like, let me know when you're coming. <laughs> yeah. So that's really what you have to think about in terms of, you know, whatever you do, it's not about speaking. It's not about anything. It's just about, just go with whatever it is that's um, coming your way. You know, I did this summit. I didn't know what the questions were. I never looked. 
And um, when I got on right before the summit, the moderator said, did you read the questions? And I was like, no, I don't need to read the questions. I'm going to give you my honest opinion on whatever it is that you're asking. So, um, and she was kind of really, because most people ask in advance and I'm like, well, if people ask in advance then it's a canned presentation and I'm not really interested. So it was a great call, some great panelists. And, um, and it was, um, it was interesting because what we were talking about, we have a few minutes, right? What we were talking about is, what we were talking about was influencer, influencer marketing and, and how, you know, brands can use influencers and what are the metrics. And it was, it was fascinating because the whole uh, concept of influencers changes by the day and by the hour, right? So it yeah. worked yesterday, doesn't really work today. And, um, and, you know, so it was a really robust conversation, but I want to relate it to something that I read yesterday. Uh, <laughs> so did you, did you read all the words on, on Chugi, the, the, that generation? Okay. So this is their new, what? <laughs> so, so now it's now, uh, Chugi is now probably it's Chugi to use it because now New York times, everybody's written about it. So Chugi is, you know, how the Gen Z, Gen Z um, guys are saying, you know, no side parts, no skinny jeans. Well, this is on that as well. And, and somebody who's Chugi is basically somebody who is, um, you know, trying too hard or they're like things that are like they're not cool anymore. Right. And that's their word. And so it was really interesting because as we were talking with the influencer thing, I said, you know, has anyone read this? And they hadn't. And I'm like, well, the, the, the thing is that um, you, well, as an influencer, as a brand, if you're, if you're grabbing an influencer, you don't know, you have to check who, well, who's your target market now? Cause if they're young, they might think that influencer is chuggy. Right? <laughs> they're not interesting. Right. And so I kind of related it to like, say you're pitching, um, you're pitching 14 year old uh, boys who like basketball. Right. And I'm a brand and I don't know, I've got a water bottle or something. So yeah, I'm one of those. He's very close enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you might be going, cool. I'm just going to get a big basketball player and then all these kids will buy it. But what you don't understand is like, I wouldn't know is who's the cool basketball player for a 14 year old. Oh, that, that changes very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> and that's what I mean. So you might pick some, one of the biggest guys and the 14 year olds are like, that guy's chuggy. <laughs> well, and cause he's, he's, he's what we would think of as cool, but what they think of as cool is actually the new up and coming ones. Right. And unless you're immersed in that world, you don't know who that is. Right. And so it was, it was, it's, it's really interesting. Cause like, like I said, it changes on a dime. So these guys now think like Uggs are chuggy and, 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 oh, I love this one. Anyone that has like live, love, laugh, all those kind of things in their house, they think it's chuggy. <laughs> anyone that you gotta look this. <laughs> anyone that uses inspirational quotes, like all that stuff to them is just like chuggy. Now, as I said, because they were written up in the New York Times, this word, and it was on today's show and that in the last week. So now basically the word chuggy is chuggy because now it's mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> that And that's how fast it can change. <laughs> so it's to me, it's really interesting because, um, you know, it's just, to me, it's fascinating to watch this younger crowd, right? And yeah. so- 
So when we are talking about some of the panelists today, we're talking about, um, you know, there's a lot of great influencer models, like writing your blog and doing this. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But like the 14 year olds don't read. So unless you're on video, um, you're not reaching them. And I think, it's great. And, and you know, and they were like, well, you know, you got to remember your website because people go back to purchase. And I'm like, well, not really because the, the younger crowd are on Instagram. They click the button. They have no idea where they're buying from. No, and don't, they, they don't care. There. They all have credit cards. They all have Apple wallets. So they see it and they click and they buy. So it's, it's literally changes overnight. And the interesting part for me is to always keep on top of what, what's going on and, and how that can change for your brand and for what you're doing and what you're selling. So no. And so when we talked to, you know, Stacy's is a good segue. I didn't even know when she's talking about being brave and having no fear, it's the same thing. You have to go out there and go, okay, you know, let me just do it then. Let me just go on TikTok and let me just, you know, do whatever it is. It, it, as long as you feel like it's, it's part of your brand and you're authentic to it, like you're cool with it. But yeah. if it's just that you're fearful, don't hold, hold back. But if it's, if you think it would be fun, you're just scared to do it. Right. Exactly. Um, one of the, um, one of the panelists who's great. She, she, um, has just, he, she wrote a, she wrote, she read a book and it's called start ugly. I can't remember. I don't know who wrote it, but great title, right? Great title. Cause it just means, you know, who cares? Like your first video is going to be crap. Your first sales, your first speech is going to be awful. Your, you know, whatever you do is probably going to be ugly. But well, it's um, funny because I remember somebody saying at one point, if the first, like your first website or your first um, video or something like that is not terrible, then you haven't lived. Right. <laughs> Because we all look back and be like, what was I thinking? My social media yeah. posts back then, my branding. I thought it was so cool being able to like put this square thing on a picture. And I'm like, what the so hell? My, but that's yeah. my new my new favorite phrase, start ugly. So. Yeah, I, th I agree. I definitely started ugly. Um, I look back and I, at some points, I actually feel like deleting them. But I'm like, no, those are those are ugly, but they're like a badge of honor. Exactly. <laughs> So I think that's a good way to leave everyone with start ugly and don't be, um, don't be chuggy. Thanks for joining us here in Mastermind City, but you don't have to say goodbye because there's other ways to join us. We would love to have you as part of our community. So join us in mastermindcitycommunity.com so we can hang out together.